0: From our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood.
1: Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a overcast, cloudy, and muggy Saturday morning. And welcome to the historic studios of WSPG AM and FM on Garner Road in Spartanburg. And we got a pretty full house here today. Good morning, Greg. Uh, good morning. Your microphone works. It, well, it does. <laughs> it really works
2: good. Uh, what are, uh, we have to talk
1: about the weather a
2: little bit. we got some trees trimmed out. Uh, with the weather, but
1: uh, I almost couldn't get out of my driveway. I, I had a big yeah. old limb laying in it, and I had to. It was just small enough for me to be able to move it without calling for a reinforcement. But it was a it was a pretty good storm blew through here last night. Or well, actually, it was about five o'clock at my house. Yep, yeah, just as I was finishing cutting the grass.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a matter of fact, I think I called you on the telephone, and, and I was calling different people, and that thing was hit. But when that doggone radar gets down to what they call magenta or dark purple. That's tornadoes are in that thing somewhere.
1: Well, it was magenta yeah. over at my house almost. How <laughs> said, you doing, Ma- Ronnie? I'm doing good. It's magenta all over the place of your house. <laughs> it was uh, some magenta. Put a big limb right across my driveway that I didn't. I wasn't going anywhere after last. After I uh, got through cutting the grass, I did. It started raining. In fact, by the time I got the lawnmower in the shed, I was soaked, and it was, I had headphones on.
3: Well, I was going to say that probably be a bad deal though out
1: in the heat. Well. The bad deal was I had headphones on listening to music, and I couldn't hear all the thunder. And I didn't know how bad it was getting. And uh, I, But I saw the flashes, and I said, you know, this is probably not the smartest <laughs> thing in the world to do, yeah, to, be out, to be out here cutting oh, now, grass.
2: I've I, I done some pretty crazy stuff, too. You know, our friend Larry that works with the simulator, yeah. helps us out all the time. He had come over, and he was scheduled to, and he's like I am. You know, when you're scheduled to do something, you got to be there, you know. Well, he didn't really have to, and uh, so I didn't have on nothing but uh, pajama-type clothes. So I just went out there in the pouring rain and handed him a list. He was going to go get a couple of things. And, anyway, let's run some errands for me because I'm such a good driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but Bert come in and said, man, what are you doing? I said, look, I, I'm taking a pre-shower, so I'll just <laughs> take one in the morning about 5 o'clock, and I'll be good to go. Well, you could have
1: got one yesterday. Um, I'll tell you what. We've had some pretty big news around here this week. Uh, Actually, well, one thing here that I don't know that the listening audience will notice, but Tyler installed us a brand-new computer over here, and it did, uh, Deb's folder did open up, or the the show folder opened up, and I can get the Debs, Deb's opening for the first time in two weeks. So that's, uh...
3: Rex the Wonder Computer 2.0. Well,
1: that's what I think Tyler was calling it. But, uh, it looks nice and shiny. There's no tower down here in the floor. So, uh... We'll, Tyler looks after us, don't he? Well, yeah. If he could drive a bulldozer, he could pave the parking lot. Well, anyway. But it, uh, what, that, I gonna, gonna what I was going to... happen? What to We'll see. Um... Uh, It'll happen the year after I leave the show, whenever that is. But uh, Not that we, we do have a, some great guests today. And part of uh, something that I'm very, very proud of is that this week they named four new drivers or four new uh, electees to the National Motorsports Press Hall of Fame, which is housed at Darlington in the museum down there. used to be the Joe Weatherly Museum, but now it's just uh, – it's. The, NMPA Museum, and uh, one of the inductees was Don Garlits, famous. I'm surprised oh, yeah. he's not already in there. Drag racer, I just I Hurley Haywood, sports car driver, uh, who um, I don't know. He never drove for y'all, did he, Greg?
2: No, no. Peter Gregg did, but him and Hurley Haywood, Peter Gregg, they used to own Daytona. Well, and I used to think
1: all. of them together yeah, all the they, time. they were.
2: They, they were a good team.
1: And uh, and Johnny Rutherford which uh, three-time Indianapolis 500 winner, 1980 uh, cart champion. Well, I guess it was, uh, I don't know if it was cart or IndyCart then. Whatever it was, he was the champion. Last year he won Indianapolis, and you got him for a guest today.
2: Yeah, and we called him, and uh, we'd been we'd usually try to talk to him every year, at least every other year. And
1: no, every year.
2: Every year. And no, every he, he really sounds good. And he's, uh, I, I think, you know, when you're going in a, press association hall of fame you know the press people judge it, and that means a lot and i think it means a lot to him and, but uh i can't imagine him thinking having to take years ago rookie deal. okay we'll but get we'll to get that later. later don't we'll get jumping way ahead there Greg. <laughs>
1: i'm jumping i'm jumping the gun. but uh the um uh other nominee or electee is our own Deb Williams, which I couldn't be proud of her. I don't think if it was well, if it was me, I guess I would be. But it's just great to have Deb uh, to be uh, one of the electees. So uh, of the four that were announced last, uh, I guess that was Wednesday. We've got two of them on the show today, and it's just a great thing for Deb.
3: Oh, absolutely, and I'm sure it is an honor for her to be honored by her peers like that.
1: Yeah. For, um, I think I said over forty years of uh, service. Plus, uh, Thursday was her birthday, so she's had a pretty decent week. <laughs> as, I think so. As, far I, as think, I know. I
2: think Deb had a real good week, and you know Deb done a lot of judging of people that go in there and they finally
1: I thought she was already in it, but
2: uh, yeah, she had a birthday, what Hall of Fame, all this stuff. Uh, great woman, and and she's pretty too. Well,
1: we're gonna have Greg. Uh, Greg, we got Greg <laughs> on now. We're gonna have Deb on it. 1020 and uh congratulate her formally on the air i've done it a couple of times and i wished her happy birthday yesterday as i know you did so uh but we're real proud to have her associated with uh start your engines and it's it's you know we had to have somebody and i i gotta give greg the credit for this when we uh when we lost nelson crozier a couple of years ago we Thought about who, you know, we that was really a great part of the show. And who could we get to take Nelson's place? And, of course, Greg immediately says, well, Deb Williams. And I said, yeah, but do you think she'll do it? And I, he said, you said, yeah, I think she'll do it. And, and I didn't know if she would or not because we, at that point, I didn't know her that well. I knew her okay. You've known her for 30 or 40 years. Yeah. And I thought, uh, well, you know, what can she do but say no? And I was getting ready to call her. In fact, I think I did call her. But you'd already called her, and she'd already agreed, and I didn't even know anything about it, so uh, um, Deb immediately jumped right in there, and she enjoys doing our show, and she, at these races, now, as of uh, this year, I guess, anyway, she's really gotten to know some of the, um, some of our sponsors and bosses, well, especially Ryan Delaney, and I think Ryan was telling me that he sees her about every week now, and. They are or when she goes track Ryan goes every week yeah Deb goes you know every once in a while several times a year and I think they saw each other at uh at Bristol and at uh Atlanta last week maybe but she's uh she's familiar with our owners and uh, she's probably got to know the marks brothers uh Mullins and I can't ever think of the other one that do the uh Spartan waste the Spartan waste marks but anyway Deb's become a real good friend of the show and has always been an outstanding ambassador for the sport, and she's still active. She's done about everything, and uh, she's the smartest woman we know, isn't she there, Ronnie? Absolutely. Yeah. So doubt uh, about that. So good to have Deb get such an honor. Great to have Johnny Rutherford have such an honor, and we're going to talk to both of them. We'll talk to Deb, of course, at, in about seven minutes, and we'll talk to uh, Johnny at 11 o'clock. So... We have Johnny on every year, and, you know, I am such a big Indianapolis 500 fan. But to have somebody on the show that's raced in it, to me, is a big deal. But to have somebody that's won it three times oh, is an even that, bigger deal.
2: You know, I told you the first time I went up there, you told me that said a place. Nothing like any to you actually see it. We went up there and tested. And uh, I don't think anybody in NASCAR Harley had seen it. And I hadn't. I'd, I'd seen pictures where they had caught it. The walk in that place... It's, it's, it's intimidating.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing right. how, uh, I know he was up there this year because I saw him on television. We didn't uh, try to get him during Indianapolis because I know there's a lot of uh, demands on his time as a three-time winner. And, of course, the we lost uh, Al Unser Sr., who was a four-time winner. And so Johnny and uh, A.J. Foyt, who's a four-time winner. Rick Mears is a four-time winner. And it's just great to have somebody. Johnny could have easily won it four times. He won it one year. He won the shortest Indy 500 ever, which uh, went 102 laps instead of the 200. So it was like the Indy uh, 255. And he won that one. And he almost won it the year before he finished second. And it rained that year. It rained, I think, with maybe 20 laps to go or something like that. And he he just about won that one. But A.J. Foyt won it. uh, Or not. Did A.J. win? No. I can't remember who won it. Uh, Bobby Youngster, and uh, so he could have been a four-time winner just as easily as I, not.
2: I remember that race, Perry, because you know we were talking about it uh, a week or so
1: ago, and uh,
2: yeah, the rain—the rain this messes with racing a lot of the times. And it's well, it's changed. been
1: messing with stock car racing the last couple of weeks.
2: It has, it has.
1: And let's go straight to that, and we'll talk a little bit about Atlanta, where uh, of course let's do Jeremy first. Jeremy uh, had an ounce qualifying run. He qualified 8th up there, uh, and they had the uh, top 10 qualifiers. This was last Saturday. And then they took the top 10 and re-qualified them, sort of the fast 10, they call it, or whatever it is they call it. Well, two of the fast 10 were the children's cars, and something rose up and bit them into transmission. And they had to change transmissions on both cars, so, they, so then you were went from the fast uh, 10 to the fast 8 and so those 8 qualified and Jeremy got got interviewed uh, out there on the pit road and he uh, got a lot of camera time, TV time. We got a lot. And just um,
3: the announcers were always very complimentary of
1: They always very complimentary of Jeremy and uh, his small Spartanburg team. And he uh, he was the 8th fastest, but still you know. That's pretty damn good. Real good to, to be is. in the top ten, uh, the top ten, you know, for the shootout. So, uh, he started eighth. He, at the end of the first stage, was in seventh place. Looking good. Sticking right in there with him. He fell back a bit in the in the next stage. And then at the end of the race, and I texted him a little bit about it. Uh, I always text him after the race on Saturday, or usually on Sunday or Monday, actually. And uh, I've I said, I said, Jeremy, what happened? It looked like, uh, because he restarted something like 12th or something like that with the last uh, green-white checker. And the uh, cars were desperately low on gas. And so some of them ran out of gas when they got the greeting flag. And just as I said that to Jeremy, I said, what, did you get blocked in behind some of the cars that were running out of gas? Because like three or four people did. And he said, "That's exactly what happened. I got boxed in, and I couldn't get around them. And you know, the first lap you're just getting up to speed, and the next lap you got to try to pass as many as you can." And uh, he got back to fifteenth.
3: So, but well, that's what, it. When he did drop back, he marched right back up. So the the car was looking good, and and he was looking good turning the wheel. I tell you what, I think that they're really that thing of jelling as a team,
2: and the new stuff they got, you know. I mean, Tony and all those guys are super-duper anyway. I mean, they make big horsepower. And I just think that uh, I got a lot of confidence in Jeremy, and, and I'm just great to see a Spartanburg car up there running like that. That's that's
1: how Spartanburg cars are supposed to run, and I'm real optimistic. Well, by the optimistic. we got a lot of road courses coming up. I think there's still eight more weeks before uh, the Xfinity playoffs start. Not going to make it on points. I think that they're, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 160 points behind, but... As I say every week, you know, there's two of these last eight races where they won. uh, He he won Daytona last year, and he won uh, Road America a few years ago. So, uh, and and I think there's another road course or two. So, Jeremy's, uh, you know, he can win one. I think that's the way he's going to get in. I think
2: he's going
1: to. I think he's going to as well. So, uh, we, um, they're up in Loudon, New Hampshire, and I watched the qualifying yesterday, and he qualified 16th, which is, you know, about middle of the pack. That's okay. Long, you know, long way to get to the front. To stay out of trouble, and he's done a real, real good job of staying out of trouble this year. But uh, he's smart. We all talk to, and he's lucky. <laughs> you got some of it when the guy beside you starts spinning, and uh, and you just were at the right place at the right time, and and drove on a, you know, drove on the way. That's, uh, you know, some of it. I wouldn't rather be luckier than good. I'd rather be good. But Jeremy is both, and he's had his share of luck, good luck. He hasn't damaged that many cars this year, so hopefully he'll do a good job up there at Loudon. But we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk to a new electee to the National Motorsports Press Hall of Fame, Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
4: The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who has recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Byrd, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555,
5: or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Set your alarm.
6: All right. I've added it to reminders.
0: 7 a.m. every weekday, Spartanburg's best sports is on Bump and Run. Hosted by Tyler Sugar. That's the guy. That's the hero. We're talking sports and other stuff here from local high school and college coaches, including USC Upstate, Clemson, and South Carolina. Two hours to begin
7: your day, the Bump and Runway. located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney.
8: Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film. They develop 35mm and 120 size color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North
9: Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
10: Hot town, summer in the
0: city, back Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb.
1: Good morning, Deb. How are you?
11: Good morning. Fine, thank you. How are you doing? We're
1: doing great here. Got Ronnie and Greg with us, and uh, you're actually our track side this week.
11: That's right, I am, and I got a really funny story to to tell you that just happened in the cafeteria here at the track.
1: Well, go ahead and lead off with it.
11: Uh, They have a breakfast sandwich in there that you can get with either sausage, bacon, or ham. And I asked him. I said, is the ham, is it country ham or city ham? And he looked at me and he
1: said, that's a Southern question that I don't think anybody here knows the answer to. <laughs> I, that sounds a lot loud. I never thought about that.
12: <laughs>
1: well, Deb, can't go one second longer without congratulating you on your election. As a 2024 member of the National Motorsports Press Hall of Fame, which uh, I believe that's housed down in Darlington, And we are so proud of you, and I know I've congratulated you Two or three times already, along with happy birthday, but uh, just that's a wonderful honor, and we're so proud of you, and and uh, nobody deserves it more. Congratulations.
11: Well, thank you. I deeply appreciate that. It still doesn't sound, you know, it doesn't feel real. It's uh, surreal. I mean, not in any beyond my imagined wildest imaginations or dreams could I have ever thought about anything like this. You know, I just. I always wanted to be a motorsports rider since I was 13, and and that was the only thing that, that I really cared about. So for this to come along, man, I, I still just can't believe it. And then particularly when you look at who all else is in the class, it's just unbelievable. but
2: hey, I thought you was already in it. I, I really did. I <laughs> thought that. I mean, you judged it. I mean, been on the panel to, to send so many people in, and but I was just tickled to death, you know. I mean, that's been a good week for you. Me. I mean, birthday wishes, uh, Hall of Fame, everything. I'm, I'm just lost for words.
11: Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me, coming from all of y'all. Did it cross your mind but, to play the lottery? Actually, I did buy two lottery tickets when I was in Georgia. Well, <laughs> that didn't win.
1: I would think that you'd uh, be a good week to play, as uh, the way your luck, <laughs> the way your luck's running I mean, this I week. Mean,
11: <laughs> I've been trying to find some places here in New Hampshire where I could buy some lottery tickets.
1: Well, uh, I don't know if they – do you have the the lottery up there? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
11: Well, I'm kind of yeah, like
3: – Greg was – I was, I just figured you were already in there. But it, it's a long time coming, and we sure are proud of it.
11: Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I mean, I look at all the names of the people who are in the N M P A Hall of Fame – and I just can't believe that my name is going to be there as well. It just doesn't seem possible. It's kind of like I don't mean, want to wake up. I'm afraid I'll wake up from the the good dream. Yeah.
1: You no, know, you're awake, and, it, and it's it's well deserved, and uh, we're real proud of you. As I said, now this is at Darlington, right? That's where the National Motorsports Press Hall of Fame is uh, located. Correct?
11: It is. It is, it's housed at Darlington, Darlington uh, Raceway.
1: And when will the induction actually be now? Will that be Labor Day or will it be in 2024?
11: It'll be in January 2024.
1: Oh, okay, all right. I didn't know if they did it when y'all go back to Darlington uh, in, in September or not.
11: Well, they used to, years ago, when I first started covering the sport, we used to do it the weekend of, uh, the Southern 500. Right. do it on the Saturday night before the Southern 500. But when it switched to a night race and then it got more difficult for people to get down there for it. And, um, it just makes more sense. We can get more people there and it's more convenient for everybody to have it the weekend, uh, the same weekend as the NASCAR hall of fame. So, okay. The NASCAR Hall of Fame induction will be on Friday night, and then the NMPA Hall of Fame will be on Sunday night, and we used to also partner it with the Charlotte Motor Speedway Media Tour, so there would be more people there, but unfortunately, we don't have the media tour anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I wish they had it. That was a good thing, but Deb, talking about this being a great week, uh, I got and and bought some scratch-offs from a week ago, or two weeks ago, and... Uh Berta never had to scratch them off. Well, right after we found out about your induction, she goes to scratching them things off and we're sitting there watching uh, whatever race it was on TV. And sure enough, we hit $370. Ah! Well,
1: that's great, Greg. That's great. Well, Congratulations. That pays for lunch. That's fantastic. Well, lunch won't hurt too bad today. No, no, it won't at all. <laughs> I might get a, uh-huh. I might get an extra large something this week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deb, uh <laughs> How's things up there at uh, Loudoun? I know they have had a tremendous amount of rain up in the northeast and with the flooding, and I, that, that may be a little further away like Vermont. Well, I know it's all right there together, but Vermont and Connecticut and and Massachusetts and Maine, and they've had so much flooding. Any problems there at Loudoun as far as uh, uh, excess water in New Hampshire?
11: Not at this time, but tomorrow is not looking good at all. Uh-oh. Um, on the weather forecast this morning, it's supposed to be really hard rain uh, until Monday, and they were predicting uh, like 1.2 inches of rain here in the Concord, New Hampshire area. So tomorrow is not looking good. We're, we're good today. It's cloudy, but it's really hot and muggy. Uh, the sun's starting to break through, and we're starting to get some blue skies. But uh, hopefully the weather will turn around for tomorrow.
1: Well, I hope so because uh, NASCAR has uh, sort of been snake bit two weeks in a row with the huge amount of rain they had up in Chicago two weeks ago, and then last week in Atlanta they uh, um, had rain trouble. And I, I I knew that when they when they rain it started raining that last time. Uh, I said, well, they're never going to get this thing started. It's, it's dark and everything. So uh, and they didn't, and William Byron got the win, uh, his fourth win of the year even after he took a wild excursion through the tri there or the dogleg uh, earlier in the race.
11: Yes, and he actually lost a lap, so he had to come from a lap down to win that race. But what I thought was quite interesting was Jeff Gordon said in the post-race interview that when he went into Hendrick Motorsports the day after Christmas last year, he didn't expect anyone to be there, and Rudy Fugle was working in his office the day after christmas and jeff said he looked at rudy and he said if you're in here working you're going to have a good year this year so i thought that was quite interesting and another thing that was interesting that victory for william byron was the two thousandth cup victory for goodyear tire and rubber company oh. and it was quite interesting that the thousandth win for goodyear tire and rubber company was obtained by Jeff Gordon, also in the number
1: 24. That's something else. Man. I didn't know that. Now, what was the first win for Goodyear in NASCAR? Oh, goodness, no,
11: that wasn't in the press release. Well, <laughs> well thanks. I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get fact-checked on this, but if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, it was Jim Reed in the 59 Southern 500. I think you're right, Perry. Uh, it, it was something. It might have been the first major race. Because something else tells me it might have been at Columbia um, before that. But I, something sticks out in my mind. First I know, big race with Jim Reed. Uh, it might have been the first. But anyway, Goodyear's been around
11: a well, long time.
1: Go ahead, yeah, Beth. I'll
11: look at it. I've still, I've still got the press release with me. So when I go back inside... To the media center, I'll take a look at it and see what it says. But that Jim Reed
1: victory does sound awfully familiar. Yeah, I know it was. I know he was on years so I just don't know if that was the first one. But I
2: think it was the first. one.
1: Yeah. Deb,
2: I, I did. I had a chance to talk to Leonard Wood, and uh, you uh-huh. know, And I didn't know, but uh, Leonard's eighty-eight now, and he had heard about you, and he wanted to wish you a happy birthday and congratulations on the Hall of Fame induction. He's up at the museum making headers for a. Uh, GT forty or something up there in the woods. Yes, that's where he works now, and it, you know.
11: Well, comes. I really appreciate that. Thank you for passing that along. It means a great deal to me. And I, Leonard's eighty eight.
2: That's hard to believe. Isn't it.
11: That is really it, hard to and believe. Is I didn't exactly. know he was older than Richard
3: patty Yeah, he and he's still getting it too. And the first oh, one. The first winner on Goodyear Tired was indeed Jim Reed in fifty nine okay. at right. Darling. Uh huh. Yep. That's what I thought. Okay. I know a
1: few things. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
11: once you said it, I remembered seeing it in the press release
1: now. (laughs) I I should write the press releases because I love, you know, history's my thing. Anyway. um, So, and, okay, let's do our point standings right quick before all your time gets away. Got a few more things I want to cover. But after the race last Sunday, Deb, I. If things aren't going well enough for you this week, you're leading the point standings with uh, 35 points over Ronnie, who's got 30. You're doing good this year, Ronnie. Lanny and I have uh, 26. We're tied for third, and Greg, you got three. But uh, who knows what could happen? Go ahead and pick, and uh, you've got all of them to choose from.
2: Well, uh, Ben's. I talked to the Wood brothers, and I know that we've 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 talked about their driver situation, but. I'm going to go with the Wood Brothers because I talked to Leonard and Deb's birthday and her going in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to stick with the Wood Brothers.
1: Well, we'll talk about that later on because uh, I I would like to know if he said anything as far as uh, Harrison Burton because, you know, he, uh, I think he got mentioned a couple of times last week. He might have been up in the top five or a little bit. But I tell you what, I'd love to see the Wood Brothers get a get a top-name driver, and, uh, and get back up front. Uh, aren't they on the verge, Deb? You should. you might know this. Isn't their next win like their 100th or 200th or something like that?
11: Yes, it is.
1: Which one is it? 100th? Yes, that sounds more uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see that happen. Uh,
2: Great bunch of people. While they're
1: all, well, not, not all alive anymore, but while he, Leonard's still alive and, and, you know, can enjoy it. But anyway, uh, okay, Ronnie, go ahead.
3: Well, I think I'm going to stick with Larson in number
1: five. Birthday girl, Hall of Famer, who do you pick?
11: Martin Truex, Jr.
1: Them all good picks. That's kind of out on them. Well, I'll go with uh, Suarez. He hasn't hurt me any lately. And, uh, Lanny, if you'll confirm that you won't blame him, (laughs) go ahead and. Texted to me and uh, Lanny tough though. Well, he's already won once this year, That's so right. Lanny's hanging right in there. I'm tied with Lanny. Well, Deb, what else is going up there besides uh, going on up there besides being a little uh, worried about the weather?
11: Well, uh, we just had media availability with Kevin Harvick at ten o'clock, and um, they pre- uh, track presented him with a a beautiful flintlock rifle to commemorate his four wins and uh if you want to see what it looked like i'll be posting it on my twitter feed on my deb williams 72 i'll be tweeting it uh shortly when we get through with our media availabilities i believe we got kyle bush coming in at um 11 o'clock but once they start media availabilities on saturday we pretty much hang in there um I believe Chandler Smith got the pole yesterday for the Xfinity race, right. which is this afternoon, and then we have the modified race this afternoon. Is, um, well,
1: oh, so I it know should the be modif- an
11: interesting time.
1: Is uh, Ryan Newman in the modified race?
11: No, he's not, But which surprised me, but he actually is driving the 15 in the Cup uh, Series this year this weekend.
1: And I think that car had a good finish last week, didn't it? Or was it the week before that, uh, I think Yaley was driving it, if I'm not mistaken.
11: Yeah, I think they did have a good finish last weekend at Atlanta. I really hated to see that race cut short by the rain. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have seen it played out. And, uh. But, uh, it was still interesting.
1: So, uh, alright, we got, uh, Xfinity this afternoon. I think that's a 3 o'clock start. We've got you say the modified race up there, too. Uh, did I just ask you? I knew it went by my mind. I don't know if it came out of my mouth or not. Is Newman in the modified race? Did I just ask you that? No,
11: you asked me that. He's not in the modified race, but he's driving the 15 That's in the right. cup race this weekend.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's how we got talking about the 15. I'm such a uh, long-memory guy sometimes. I forgot that I had just asked you that question.
2: All I can ever think about when you say modified is Jeff O'Dine and Jimmy Spencer.
1: Well, that's you're going back pretty far there, Greg. Yeah, I know it. I know it. <laughs> well we're talking modified. But you know, I watched the modified well, race uh, on television not too long ago, and it was really exciting. You know, because I'm kind of an open wheel guy anyway, and I I loved it. I thought it was real, real, uh, interesting and exciting. Yeah, and Corey Lejoy is
11: actually driving in the
1: modified race. Okay, well, yep. I know good. a lot of them. Can come to Greg Sachs. Now you could go on and on naming them.
11: Yeah, but I'm talking about Corey Lejoy is driving in this modified
1: race today. Oh, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> I got, oh, I got okay. that. No, I, I knew, I figured that's what you meant. <laughs> uh, okay, well, mm-hmm. Deb, what else is going on? We will give you a couple more minutes here if you need it, and we're just, we're just so proud. I'm tickled to have you uh, on the show, and uh, and you seem to enjoy doing the show, and I hope as long as we have it, you'll, we'll keep you happy, and you'll want to do it. Oh, and I meant to tell you, because you got into the in MPA Motorsports Hall of Fame I talked to the boss and we're doubling your pay
12: <laughs> that's great I, I knew that
1: <laughs> in fact I think I, I, I may double everybody's pay but uh, anyway anything else going on Deb
11: uh, well you know I'll, probably what got overlooked in the 75th anniversary with NASCAR this year is that the NASCAR Hall of Fame induction class for 2024 has yet to be determined. And that voting will occur in uh, August this year. So we'll know in August who's going into the NASCAR Hall of Fame in January. Didn't the, nominate, the date also has not been set.
1: Did the nominees come out this past week?
11: It did. There was three nominees added. I know Donnie Allison was added to the the Legends and um, that was the one that caught my attention and I think Jimmy Johnson went on there and right now the third one escapes me
1: uh, I know Ricky Rudd's on there I'm trying to think who else was on there but yeah but
11: Ricky's been on yeah, there
1: yeah right and um,
11: but I'm, I'm talking about just the three that were added this week
1: yeah well Deb what's your next appearance going to be after Loudon
11: we got we got Pocono next weekend
1: you going up there
11: Oh yeah, I always go to Pocono. Oh
1: okay, I love Pocono. Well, that's uh yeah, let's be. Like, I
11: always loved it, because it was so like going home, you know, in the middle of the summer when I couldn't get back to the Western North
1: Carolina mountains. Yeah, well, it's like three weeks in a row then that uh, you'll be at the race, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the weather will break for tomorrow. I hate that there's a good chance of rain, but we've got a, uh, uh, you know. Can't do anything about it. Just have to live with it. Might be another Monday race. But anyway, Deb, we'll let you go. And I just, one more time, congratulations on your uh, induction, uh, your election into the Motorsports uh, Hall of Fame, Press Association Hall of Fame. And it's just it's a wonderful honor. And uh, we're real proud of you. Thank you. That
11: means a great deal to me. And like I said, it. It still doesn't seem real. People will say that to me, but it just, it's its like they're talking to somebody else, you know. Yeah. But I'm just very honored and very thankful to all those people that nominated me and voted for me. And um, it it means a great deal to me.
1: Yeah, I can't get in the Hall of Fame in my own house, let alone a, a big organization like, a, <laughs> yeah. like you did. So, uh, Deb, thank you so much. Uh, be safe up there do a nine rain dance and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you.
11: Appreciate uh, it. Everybody have a good
1: week. You too, Deb. And that's Deb Williams. Who is she, Ronnie?
3: She's the smartest woman I know.
1: Smartest woman I know she's too. She's the best. And well decorated now.
3: Decorated. Yeah, yep. I mean.
1: she's a, She deserves it. She let's does. A, no doubt. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, hit some of these results and go to the top of the hour and talk to Johnny Rutherford. You're Listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
13: But it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah. While you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also, saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What?
0: Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg.
15: The
6: McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at mcdonalds.com/made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchises are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's owned restaurants and participating franchises. Thank you.
1: And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And let's look at some results from last week. We already touched on um, Xfinity, so I'll finish up with that. It was the ALSCO Uniforms 250, which they ran last Saturday at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, the very, very fast Atlanta Motor Speedway. And the winner was John nemacek who... Uh, Led, um, uh, what we got here? He didn't lead too many races, uh, too many laps. He led the last three from the green white checker. They just couldn't quite get to him to get past him. And he won it for Joe Gibbs. Second was Daniel Hemry. Third was Cole Custer. Fourth was Justin Haley, who actually led 80 laps. He led more laps than anybody, but finished fourth. Fifth was Sam Mayer. Sixth, Ty Gibbs. Seventh, Kyle Siege. Eighth, Parker Klingerman, the pit road reporter. Ninth, Josh Williams. And tenth was Sammy Smith. As I said, Jeremy Clements got all uh, balled up there on the restart and got behind some guys that were running out of gas, and that was just unfortunate. Wrong place, wrong time. Uh, And cost him uh, quite a few positions. By the time he clawed his way back, he only got as far as 15th. So uh, that was... uh, The best he could do, and that's what we'll have to go into uh, the next race, uh, which is today. And we'll touch on that in a second. The uh, point standings for Xfinity, leading the point standings with his third win. Now, Austin Hill is out of the lead, who also has three wins. John Hunter Nemechek is the points leader. Second is Austin Hill. Third, Cole Custer, with two wins. The next four guys have one win each. That's Justin Allgaier. Chandler Smith, who was on the poll today, uh, and won. He's got one win. Sammy Smith has got one win. He is sixth. Jeb Burton has a win. He's uh, seventh. Eighth through 12 do not have a win, and this is based on their stage points. Uh, Josh Berry is eighth. Sam Mayer, ninth. Daniel Hemrick, tenth. Sheldon Creed, eleventh. And Riley Herbst is twelfth. Looking on uh, outside, looking in. Parker Klingerman is 13th, Brad Moffitt is 14th, and Brandon Jones is 15th. You've got to go back to 19th to find Jeremy Clements, who is 150 points out of of the playoffs. Long way to go. Eight races to do it. Uh, I'd say that's – I'm not saying it can't be done, but that's a big hole to try to dig your way out of. Best thing to do it is like you did last year and win a race. And hopefully – with, uh, I think, eight races to go and some of the tracks coming up. As I said, Jeremy is very capable of doing it, and uh, we'll be hoping that he can. The starting lineup for today at New Hampshire, they qualified yesterday for the Am Better Health 200. And as Deb just told us, the weather's looking pretty good for it, so uh, we'll take what we can get. Chandler Smith is on the pole, John Hunter Nima a second. Row two is Josh Berry and Justin Allgaier. Third row is Brandon Jones and Cole Custer. Fourth row is Sammy Smith and Austin Hill. And the fifth row is Austin Dillon and Sam Mayer. you got to go all the way back to the eighth row, which isn't that far since there's 19 rows. The eighth row is Parker Klingerman and Jeremy Clements. So Jeremy will be starting 16th today in the Spartan Waste, Fox Sports, 98.3 Spartanburg. Camaro, and if you saw it qualifying yesterday, he's uh it's prominently displayed on the side of the car with Spartan waste and I uh, was hoping that uh Rick Allen, who was doing the the broadcast on the on television yesterday, would would mention Fox, but he's not gonna do that since they're NBC. But he did mention Spartan waste, so that was uh that was good to get that much mentioned anyway. Jeremy, starting sixteenth today. We be pulling for you, buddy, and you just uh, you give it all you got, and you'll uh, you're gonna win one before uh, before the playoffs start. Going over to Cup, and let me back up just a second. That race today is on USA at three o'clock, so that gives us plenty of time to go to Applebee's and get home. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't have your mic turned on, but yeah, it's uh, gives us plenty of time to get uh, get back and before uh, possibly you know the good chance of storms again here today so if you got something to do i'd get it done by about three o'clock and it could get nasty again the um, the cup race last week was the quaker state 400 available at walmart i usually leave that last part off that's a little hokey for me quaker state 400 was at atlanta and it did not go the distance they only ran 260 laps and uh that did not quite make 400 miles excuse me, but William Byron was the winner, which was very interesting, because uh, it was his uh, circuit-leading fourth win of the year, plus early in the race, uh, I'll see if I can see exactly when that was, he took a wild ride through the tri-oval, and uh, I call it the tri-oval, it's actually uh, it's a dog leg there, tri-oval would be more like Daytona, but uh, I don't see it here exactly, but. He slid, he didn't hit anything, he lost a lap, he made it up, and he won the race. So, really, really going good this year for um, William Byron. And as often as we used to see number 24 in Victory Lane with Jeff Gordon, it's getting pretty uh, regular now with uh, with William Byron. Good kid, I like him. I like William Byron. I do too. Uh, second was my man, Daniel Suarez, in the uh, track house racing, and he was sponsored by Quaker State, the event sponsor last week. Third was A.J. Allmendinger. Of course, it finished under the uh, red flag. So a lot of people needed to uh, probably make a pit stop or do this, do that. So the the, the results kind of, kind of see some different people up there, as I said. Uh, with Deb earlier, Michael McDowell was fourth and a real good run for him. Fifth was Kyle Busch. Sixth, Brad Keselowski. Seventh, as we said a few minutes ago, was the number 15 car from Rick Ware Racing, and that was J.J. Yaley, who hasn't had a top ten. I don't know how long. It's probably I bet it's been five years since he's been in a stock car race. He
2: got a good number.
1: got, he, <laughs> got the best number. <laughs> I'll go along with that. Um, eighth was Justin Haley, who was doing really well in uh, both series right now. Ryan Blaney was ninth, and tenth was Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, no real controversies that I know of came out of that. Kyle Larson crashed and um, finished 36th. He was way down the line. They had a um, quite a little bump up there with uh, Ross Chastain was, was involved with it too. In it too, so um, some of the hotter boys were uh, out early, looking at the point standings for the cup, and they have uh, quite a few races to go. I, don't know exactly how many. Probably, I think Darlington. Nope, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say if, it's, if I'm not positive. But they got they got quite a few races to go. I know Xfinity. I'm pretty sure they got eight. I'm not sure Cup has quite that many. But anyway, in the points with four wins, leading in the way is William Byron with three wins. Second is Kyle Bush, Third and fourth with two wins each are Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Larson. Fifth. Uh, through 12th are drivers with one win each, and they are 5th, Christopher Bell, 6th, Ross Chastain, 7th, Denny Hamlin, 8th, Ryan Blaney, 9th, Joey Logano, 10th, Tyler Reddick, and 11th, Daytona 500 winner, Ricky Stenhouse. The next five do not have wins. They're in based on their stage points, and that's Kevin Harvick in 12th running his uh, farewell tour. 13th is Chris Buescher. Fourteenth, his teammate Brad Keslowski. 15th, my man Daniel Suarez, and slipping in the 16th now is Michael McDowell. It's interesting to see how uh, um, that 15th and 16th place are actually changing every week because they're so close. 17th on the outside looking in right now, and I believe he was in last week, is Bubba Wallace, A.J. Allmendinger's 18th, Ty Gibbs 19th, and Austin Sendrick is 20th. So... That's the cup standings, and as I said, Deb said it doesn't look too great for tomorrow, but they're going to try to run the crayon three hundred one. You ever have any crayons?
2: Oh, I I've messed up a bunch of stuff, but I, I was <laughs> to You make didn't one. eat
1: them, did you? I think I did <laughs> today. No,
2: no, not today. Not lately, but uh, I will comment one thing uh, as far as the simulation. Truex and Chastain keep coming to the top, it
1: like loudness. Okay. Yeah,
2: that's just, just food for thought.
1: All right. Uh well, somebody picked uh didn't somebody just pick uh they Pick Deb, Deb. picked True actually sure did. All right. Well they run the Crayon three oh one tomorrow if if everything goes as planned. And that will be at two thirty 2:30 PM on USA. Uh they don't have likes, I don't think it do they? I know they didn't used to. I don't think they I do. Don't think they did. There's gonna be a Monday race if uh if they can't get and they have had just eight Monday's work. Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, I can still watch it, but it's... uh, We we used to win them. (laughs) You did. (laughs) A long time ago. You did. Okay, let's go to the trucks real quick. The trucks, uh, they ran last Saturday on the Mid-Ohio sports car course, and that was uh, a win for Corey Heim, and if I'm not mistaken, that was his first truck win. Zane Smith was second. Christian Eckes was third. Stuart Friesen fourth. Ben Rhodes was fifth. Matt Crafton, sixth. Ty Majewski, seventh. Matt D. Benedetto was eighth. Nick Sanchez, ninth. And Tyler Ankrum was tenth. That was um, on that windy, twisty road course with the, uh, uh, what was the name of that race? That was the O'Reilly Auto Parts, 150 at Mid-Ohio. And they will run next. Well, let's do the point standings before, before we do that. The point standings for the trucks. And I've got it right here somewhere, stapled with all this stuff. The trucks, um, they take the top ten to the playoffs, and Corey Heim has got two wins. I think I just said it was his first last week, so I'll show us what I know. He's won two. In fact, there's five drivers with two truck wins. Corey Heim is first. Second is Zane Smith. Third is Grant Enfinger. Fourth, Christian Eckes. Fifth, Carson Hosovar. And sixth is Ben Rhodes. Seven through ten don't have a win, but they're in the top ten. Ty Majeski is seventh. Matt D. Benedetto is eighth. Nick Sanchez ninth, and Matt Crafton is tenth. So it's good to see D. Benedetto doing good. You know he uh he, he that's you know I see the Wood Brothers ought to get back. <laughs> that, he came so close to winning some races for them. I'd love to see him get another chance in that I car. I would too.
2: I hadn't thought about that. You're
1: right, Perry. He uh That'd he be a good match. Came real close to winning some races in that car. Let's go uh, over to ARCA real quick. And they run um, tonight at Iowa and the Calypso 150. I'm not sure what a Calypso is, but I'm pretty sure it's not named after the dance. Whatever the product is, may be. But it is the Calypso uh, 150 tonight, and that will be at 8 p.m. on FS2, if you can find that. The point standings for the Menard uh, Arca Series, Jesse Love is the point leader with four wins. He's uh, followed by Malcolm in the Middle, who's still hanging tough in second. That's um, Frankie Munez, who doesn't have a win. Third is Andres Perez-Dallara. Uh, he is third. Fourth is Christian Rose. Fifth, Tony Constantino. Sixth is John Garrett. Seventh, Tony Breitinger, the... Uh, Victoria's Secret model and married to the linebacker for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Eighth is Jack Wood, no relation. Ninth is J.J. Uh, is Moyer. And tenth is Brad Smith. And as I said, they will run the Calypso 150 tonight on FS2 if you can find it. So let's hold it right there and we'll come back and do the rest of these... Uh, Results and point standings and everything. After we talked to Johnny Rutherford, Greg, I'm a, I'm real excited about talking to Johnny I'm, Rutherford.
2: I am, too. And, and, uh, it's just an honor to have him as a guest, and we get him every year.
0: And uh,
1: He has. He's been on every year. And uh, some of the best interviews I've, we've ever had, I oh, think, no were with doubt. Johnny Rutherford. I love the year that uh, he went to some a pretty dark place. Uh, it was the first or second interview we had with him when he talked about the crash in uh, Indianapolis in '64 that killed oh, yeah. Saxon and McDonald. And he was very, uh, v- very detailed about his explanation and his re- recollection of that. And he didn't have to go to some of the places he went. But anyway, we'll come back. We're going to take a break right now and come back after the top of the hour and talk to Lone Star Jr., newest member or electee to the National Motorsports Press Hall of Fame. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: The official home of the USC Upstate Spartans. WSPG. Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. We are... And here's what you need to know.
9: Here is how championship points sounded in the ladies' singles final at Wimbledon with unseated Marketa von Drusova trying to make history against Ange Jabor.
7: Championship point for the world number 42. Down the centre, the backhand return just about clears the net. Jabur with the attempted pass! It's a volley winner for Marketa von Drusova. It's a stunning achievement. The first
9: unseeded woman to win the Wimbledon title. The call on Radio Wimbledon as Von Druseva won it in straight sets over Jabor 6-4, 6-4. In Major League Baseball on Friday night, the Houston Astros defeated the Angels in Anaheim 7-5, the Angels on a six-game losing streak, and the Colorado Rockies defeated the New York Yankees 7-2. This is the latest in a season the Yankees have been tied for last place since 1992. I'm Isaac Lohenkron.
16: providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you're not there to do so many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning that's why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you'll ever do for them a comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth control who receives your assets and ensure that your wishes are carried out working with our estate planning experts financial advisor trent lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE,
4: and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who has recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who are finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com.
0: We know your weekends are busy. Whether you have to take the kids to ball practice, mow the lawn, clean out the garage, or just lay around and take naps. Saturday mornings are filled with important stuff. Start your Saturday morning off right with the Saturday Sports Report here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The guys will recap everything that happened in the sports world over the past week and get you ready for what's going on this weekend. Whether it's high school sports you love, college, or the professional ranks, the Saturday crew has you covered. So tune in Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. for the Saturday Sports Report with Matt Castillo, Josh Green, Kayla Horton, and Tyler Fleming on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM.
10: Thank you. Gentlemen, start your red gun.
0: Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen
1: Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and I've been waiting on this since the last time we had him on. I think I think this is my favorite interview of the year, Greg, and I really appreciate you getting him. Three time Indianapolis five hundred winner and recent electee into the National Motorsports Press Hall of Fame, Johnny Rutherford. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning. Man, it's good to hear your voice. It it is
2: wonderful and congratulations <laughs> on being inducted in the, the Motorsports uh Press Association Hall of Fame. Uh I know you've been in a lot of Hall of Fames and uh but th- but I think this is a special one too and we just tickled to death to have you on the show. Thank you so much.
10: Well thank you. It's uh it's quite an honor to uh be selected again for a, a Hall of Fame. But uh you know, it it's uh it was a lot of fun for me racing, and and I enjoyed it so much, and uh, had you know great times in in NASCAR and in, in uh USAC and you know all of the racing organizations that I that I participated in, and it's uh, you know time marches on, and uh, I I uh, uh, certainly enjoy uh, talking about racing.
3: Well, Johnny, and, uh, this particular Hall of Fame is is housed at Darlington Motor Speedway, and in 1981, you had just won your third Indy 500, and you decided to go to Darlington to race, but before you could race, you had to take their rookie test. How did that hit you when you found that out?
10: Well, you I I uh once I got to run on the track, I understood <laughs> 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 that that place is uh, is incredible, and uh, was the first super speedway of NASCAR. Right, and uh, it it had its own characteristics. You know, you you had the first turn was uh, you know you could. Uh, Get your Darlington stripe there, and then uh, uh, go down to the into into three down the back stretch into the third turn used to be. You could uh, run in there, and and you had you better have your tires on the white line on the bottom because you were going to run out of space and <laughs> get another stripe <laughs> between three and four. So. It was uh, it was fun, and it was enjoyable and quite an experience for me.
1: Johnny, when they did that at Darlington, now, did they have like a, I know it's different at Indianapolis, and it's a really, really big deal at Indianapolis to pass your rookie test, And uh, but I mean, did, was it like a panel of drivers, or did just the officials say you, you did fine, or how how did they tell you that you, uh, I mean, it would be unbelievable if you had them, you know, been able to uh, pass the rookie test, but. Who who said you passed it? Did they have like uh, uh David Pearson and Richard Petty or a bunch of them watching you or how'd they do that? I remember being right
10: I'm not sure and I don't recall uh you know, Indianapolis they did have they put four veterans, uh, one in each turn to uh to, you know, work with the with the rookie driver and see, you know, have statements with him or a meeting with him after the test but uh yeah no i you know i i really don't recall that they had if they put anybody out in the turns i'm sure there there was you know uh people were you know the the officials would tell the guys hey we're we're testing a rookie and they they watched so anyway it was it was different you know different
1: well, you were in some good company cuz AJ Foyt had to do it either before you or after you. I don't think it was the same year, but uh they they didn't they they were fair by whoever hadn't uh, had any experience there, they they had to do it.
10: Yeah.
6: Yeah, that that's uh
10: interesting. I'd forgotten that that AJ had to had to uh had to do the same thing, but uh yeah, they've just... uh Going to make sure that uh, somebody coming in had enough experience and time racing to uh, be able to perform there.
1: We're talking to the great Johnny Rutherford. Uh, Johnny, you know, also going uh, uh, elected this week was um, Don Garlitz, the drag racer. I couldn't believe he wasn't already in there, or you too, for that matter. But uh, Hurley Haywood, just what, five Daytona 24 hours and Le Mans and Sebring and everything. Deb Williams, the journalist, she is a member of our show every week, and we have her from 10-20. uh, We just let her talk until uh, we run out of things to talk about. We just had her (laughs) on before you. And so, I mean, how lucky is that that our show, which goes around the world on the Internet and everything, we're in a little town, but we're a big show. We like to think we are. That we have two of the electees uh, back-to-back on our show this week. Deb Williams is on every week. So we are very fortunate to... uh, have her and thank you so much for coming on
6: well you bet
10: it's uh it's an honor you know uh i have not been involved in racing for a few years now and uh it's uh you know i miss it a lot uh we all do uh the opportunities to perform and and uh in the different arenas uh you know it, it's uh that's that's just the way it is and time marches on and uh but i enjoyed my time in nascar and uh I, of course love my my sprint car racing was, was top of my list yeah I, I raced sprint cars for gosh i don't know 12 years or so and and uh, the fair circuit uh imca yep was uh was uh, uh, where I had so much fun and enjoyed uh, racing on the dirt.
1: Well, Johnny, you um, I mean, and you were a champion, I think, when you were in the USAC, right? Sprint car champion. Uh,
10: yes. Yeah. I was in, in yeah in '65. I was right. A national sprint car champion. In the
1: same year, you won a, a, a big, big race at Atlanta. But what I wanted to. You sixty six. You had a rough time of it. I mean, you your first several years at Indianapolis, you weren't that successful, and and the sprint car racing. Of course, you won the championship, and you were a hot hot shot young pilot until you had that bad wreck at Eldora and broke your arms, which took you a long time to get over. And actually, your career I don't know if it stalled or what. I mean, I've read about you so much and and everything, but what what would you have to say to people? who have a huge setback like that, but the fact that you just have to persevere and keep going and, and, and keep your dreams in sight, which is what you did and, and wound up with a incredible career.
10: Yeah. It, you know, it. It. uh, people ask me, you know, how in the world after your crash at Eldora and sprint car, breaking both arms and, and having injuries, uh, why would you? How could you get back in one? And I said I loved it so much. I enjoyed it. That's the, the you know people say. Well, now what are you going to do, I Can't wait to get back in a race car, you know. And and uh, all the drivers that that have success. Uh, that's uh, you know that that's what we what we want to do is is drive race cars. The challenge if of being in a cockpit of a race car is, uh, you know, just something that keeps you going.
2: Mr. Rutherford, I I want to ask you one question. Uh, I know you've done everything. Uh, You had ups and downs. uh, Like I say, you got upside down in in, in Bud's car back in 64, uh, but was running good. Uh, Did you ever do any Grand Prix stuff? That, That might be... I, I, I just don't know. You've done everything else.
10: The Formula One racing, no. You know, and I <clears throat> I don't recall uh, ever having an opportunity to maybe <clears throat> pardon me, a couple of couple of times uh, I had I, I might have had an opportunity but uh, I was so busy uh, here in United States racing sprint cars and midgets and stock cars and and uh, champ cars. It was you know I I it had my uh, program filled out every week. <laughs> That's right, so you I, had your hands I full. Was, yeah, I was I was busy doing what I loved here, and uh, I had an opportunity uh, after winning Indianapolis uh, the. Promoters at the 24 Hours of Le Mans uh, mm. wanted to try to get the Indianapolis winner over, and uh, I had seen some of the crashes and things, and and I had not been much of a fan of, of road racing or, or that you know that thing, uh, and I I didn't uh, I didn't go you know because I was busy here at home racing uh what i love to, to do
1: yeah johnny you um uh, of course you your record at indianapolis is fantastic and i was fortunate enough i went 18 years and i got to see all three of them i'm real tickled about that got soaked one year but uh you're uh you were you were so fortunate to uh to have um and, and i don't i don't want to Go on a, a somber note here, really. It's, it's a happy note, but you were able to go through most of your career, um, uh, or all of your racing career, as far as I know, the the latter part of it, with a with your beautiful wife Betty, and y'all were just a fixture on the on the circuit. And um, it, it was that had to be. It might have kept you out of trouble. I don't know, but it had to be comforting. <laughs> it might have yeah, been com- like It that. had to be comforting to have someone like that at your side through it, thick and thin, and through your accidents and and you know you had your share of them and and just have somebody like that uh, being for you every week.
10: Well, yes, uh, you know Betty was uh, such a, a beautiful lady and she
1: she uh, really was.
10: She she was she was a full fledged registered nurse. She worked was working at Methodist Hospital in Indianapolis when we met. And, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, something. And a lot of people say, uh, well, you know, she was, she was by your side all the time. Well, it, thank God. And sometimes, well, you know, uh, the crash at Eldora with two broken arms, she, she was such a, uh, a good nurse quality, you know, she was, uh one of the best. She was an OR nurse, they call them operating room nurse. Right. She used to work in in the OR and uh, I had doctors tell me that she was the best because she anticipated what they needed to, to in their hands to work with and she she did it. Well Betty was was wonderful. She she was great and and of course uh uh in in about 2016, uh, she started with the, uh, dementia, and uh, it was it was hard hard to take. It really was. She was she was uh, I couldn't take care of her here at, at my home or our home. And uh, uh, dementia is a terrible terrible disease, yeah. and it it just you know just uh, took her away. And, uh, three years, uh, I had her in a memory care and, and visited her twice a day, most of the times. And, uh, it was, it was hard for me because we had, we had been married for 55 years, Wow, you know, And, and, uh, it was, it was something, uh, uh, you know, to lose your, your life's partner. Yeah,
2: that that that's great. That's like uh, something out of Hollywood. I mean, that's like a romance out of
1: Hollywood. I think Johnny Rutherford would make a great Hollywood story. To be perfectly no, honest with there's you, there's no doubt about it'd, it'd it. It'd be very glamorous. Johnny, uh, I I still work. I'm an old man. I'm 71, but I still work every day at my desk, and um, I I go on the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway network. And you know you can you can click on that and you can listen to old five hundreds and uh, and actually a lot of things that are happening now. But yesterday I did it just in, in test. You don't ever know what's going to come up. And I heard the last um, five laps of I don't remember what year it was, but it was the seventy fifth anniversary. It was the, it was Mears' fourth win. And you were doing the broadcast with uh, Bob Jenkins, and it was just great. I loved hearing you do the broadcast. And then after that went off. They came on with the '74 race, which was—I was there when you won that one, and uh, it was just a great afternoon. Of Johnny Rutherford sitting there at my desk, uh, working for the bank, and I, I, I appreciate God. It was just great hearing you and your voice and and your '74 win.
10: Well, thank you. That was—I uh, enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> it those, you know, I—I you know, I, it took me eleven years. To get to Victory Lane at Indianapolis, and it and it didn't uh, dawn on me till recently thinking about the the uh, chronology of it. The I drove for it'll, ten years for uh, teams that were owned by uh, businessmen. There was their hobby, sportsmen. You know, hobby racers, and so, but it was the good. You know, there, there, a lot of those were very, very good. But when I was uh, contacted by McLaren of England to uh, drive one of their drive their cars, uh, it dawned on me that they were the first program that i was going to drive for that it was their business that's what they that's what they came to do was win races or or do exceptionally well and and uh it was different you know uh my gosh the first uh in 70 73 the first year i drove for mclaren uh we tested the car, and it was a, 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 a disaster. You know, the thing just pushed the front end like crazy, and we worked at a test in Indianapolis for three days, and, and uh, Tyler Alexander, my crew chief, and I uh, tried a lot of different things to try to remedy the problem, and it didn't work. Well, they sent the car back to England, and the designer, Gordon Koffick, uh did his work on the car and it came back for the month of may and I went out normally to go out for you know five laps four laps or so and come back in and make sure there are no leaks any oil or water or anything that's uh, going to be a problem and uh, everything was good well that that five laps that I ran it I thought hey this this thing sure feels a lot better. It was balanced. and you know, the thing was good. And uh, came back there, got in, the and they checked it over, and I went back out to run some speed. And within five laps, I was unofficially going 200 oh. miles an hour around oh, the Indianapolis mm. Motor Speedway. <laughs> wow. And, and that worked. really does. Uh, Johnny, uh
1: And you were talking about this was the first team that you drove for that it was their business. And you had driven, in fact, weren't you just coming off driving for Pat Patrick, right? I mean, that was, but he, that wasn't, that wasn't his main objective, was it? I mean, he had a good racing team, but you really went, I know what you mean when you said you went from um, a team that, not exactly Pat Patrick's hobby, but, I mean, McLaren was a, a racing factory.
10: Yes, yes, they, they, it was their business. It's what, you know, they did. They were, uh, he and Formula One, uh, Emerson Fittipaldi was, uh, was driving for them, uh, the same time I was driving for them in the, in the United States. And, uh, he was the Formula One champion. Right. And
12: world champion.
10: And so, uh, McLaren had a, had a great title, you know, and it was, it was uh, it was what they did uh, for a business you know yeah and, and their sponsorships paid the way and everything so yeah it was uh, it was the you know, first time I'd had somebody that uh, let's go racing and win you know <laughs> yeah and of course the, the Pat Patrick and and uh, all of the other car owners <clears throat> that was their their way but it depended on the team you know and uh, putting together a team uh, Bob Wilkie with leader card right out of Milwaukee was uh, you know was one of the guys that that almost reached that but uh, he, he was you know good and uh, he had A.J. Watson and Roger Ward and, and they performed well and made a big name for them but yeah McLaren was uh, was a was a, quite an experience for a for a driver.
1: Johnny, you uh your name popped up a couple of weeks ago uh, in a an unusual fashion, uh, a historical fashion, when uh, Shane Van Giesenbergen won at Chicago in his first race. And of course, uh, I was already thinking about it. And then the announcers pick up on the fact that you won your first race uh, when the qualifying races at Daytona were. Oh, Points-paying races, you're uh, winning the second qualifier for Smoky Unique in that rocket ship, number 13, uh, black and gold, <laughs> 63 Chevrolet, was your first time out of the box. And uh, and uh, so you popped up a couple of weeks ago with that happening for the first time in exactly 60 years.
10: is that something? <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. No, well, I I
1: don't know. I could never forget you, Johnny. Uh, uh, we're talking uh, to Johnny Rutherford. I want to ask one more thing, and then uh, you. I've already gone five minutes over with you, and I appreciate it so much. But this year's Indianapolis 500, and I know you told us last year that you really liked all the things that Roger Penske had done, and and making the place almost you know it's like it's so pristine. It's like the Masters, I guess, like Augusta National. But did you have a problem this year with the way the 500 finished with them? Um, you know, doing everything they could to get a, a green flag finish. Were you okay with that?
10: Oh, I think so. Uh, you know, you <clears throat> you got to take care of the fans. That's what you know, I if thought. It was, if it wasn't for the fans being in the in the stands or listening to the race, uh, there wouldn't be any reason. You know, it, it it's something that you you want to do. Is is if you can make uh, get one that's going to be close at the finish and exciting. You've got to do what you can to make that happen. And uh, that's, I think that's what they did. But it, when it was exciting, when when uh, Ugard just, you know, ran all over the racetrack to keep the lead and win yep. and uh, make it number 19 for Roger. Yeah. So, anyway, it, it, uh, yes, I think... They need to, but they need to do it a little differently, and to stop. Uh, you know, it's it, it's hard to stop the race with with two laps to go or three, and uh, you know it, it kind of makes things you know gel, I guess. And and, and so it's it's uh, you know you, you, you've got to take care of the, the people in the grandstand, and and uh, of course the team. Uh, that have fought so hard to to be up front to try to win anyway uh you know this time marches on well, we'll you know we'll see what happens
1: yeah and, and see I, I was for my selfish reason and uh everybody knows me and knows this show knows that Indianapolis 500 I think about it every day I mean it means so much to me but I was pulling so hard for Santino Ferrucci and Foyt's car I actually thought he had a really good chance cuz he uh you know, he was sitting third, and he finished third. And I, I thought, well, Santino Foyt's going to get one more chance here, but it didn't quite work out. And uh, but I was, I was a hundred percent okay with it.
10: Yeah, well, it was, and it, and it, like you say, uh, it, it brings you know new drivers, new teams to the to the four. Uh, Foyt's been there for years, you know, yep. and they success and everything, but uh, Ferrucci. Uh, really did perform well, did good, but uh, been kind of trying to keep an eye on him here the rest of the season. And uh, anyway, it'll it, you know that's that's racing, and that's that's the part that uh, the fans and uh, those of us sitting on the sideline enjoy is is the uh, the competition.
1: Johnny, thank you so much for coming on and uh, and for answering the phone when when Greg calls and. This, like, as I said, we've been on six years, and this is the sixth time we've had you, and it is it is my favorite interview of the year. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on our show and, and talking to us. Yeah. It, it's wonderful.
10: Thank you, Mr. Yeah, I appreciate you guys calling. It's always good to talk racing, you know, for us old-timers. Well, uh, that's what we you are. Were, <laughs> yeah, you were 70. Well, have you added, if you had if you my birth date 1938. I'm 85 years old and uh, still going strong. Well, so, I'm going to uh, tell you,
1: you sound exactly like you did with Bob Jenkins. I mean, I can't see any yeah. difference in your voice at all, and I just heard that yesterday. You can't sound we, an well, You sound great. He does. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
10: Yes,
1: sir. Hey, are you going to go to Darlington? I think Deb told us earlier that that induction will be in, in January. Are, are you going to be down there?
10: I'm not sure. I would have to wait and see what you know how things how things are rolling at that time. Uh, I you know, eighty five. You don't go as hard as you, as you used to for sure. But uh, I I enjoy uh, still enjoy life and and uh, look forward to uh, being there. I hope for the uh, induction ceremony.
1: Well, if you are Greg and i Greg and I will go, too, and we'll... uh We'll be there. We'll do the town. Darlington, it doesn't take long to do, so we'll do the town. I'm looking
2: <laughs> forward to it. It
1: really is.
2: I, it's an honor. All right. appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. The great Johnny Rutherford. Appreciate it so much. Talk to you later. All right. All right. Oh, God. Greg.
10: I'm flabbergasted.
1: I'd rather talk to him than anybody. I, I mean, mean, I hate that we talked to so many great people, but as you know how much I love Indianapolis, and that guy won it three times, and he is... He sounds, I swear, I just heard him do the the Mears win, which had to be in the 90s. He sounds the same. He, and he's 85 years old. unbelievable. His birthday's in March, so he won't be 86 in January. So, uh, all right, we're behind, but I don't care. We're going to make it up. I don't up. care either. <laughs> Not with Johnny Rutherford. Not with Johnny Rutherford. Best interview. Uh, I, I just love it to death. This
2: might be the best one ever.
1: Love that man. Okay, we're going to take a break, come back, and hit some more of these stats. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit
0: stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM.
5: Spring is here, and so are the savings at
17: Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only 299 dollars a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com.
7: Spartanburg, when you're looking for
0: the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever, spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM.
9: Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8840
1: and welcome back to start your engines and i don't know how the rest of my day is gonna go but i'm so happy <laughs> talking to, after that interview that's uh oh i guess I'm, I'm, I'm top of the world I can right just now. Tell
3: by your just your demeanor here in person. You're going to have a good Saturday evening.
1: I hope so. I mean, nothing nothing means more to me than the Indy 500 sports-wise and everything, and to talk to the guy that won it three times and to be so friendly. And, uh gosh, okay, i got to calm down here. Let's cover IMSA, which, uh, Mike, if you're listening, I apologize to you. I had to go to a funeral last Sunday, and I didn't get to watch the, the race until later where they ran the uh, – Canadian, at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. They ran the uh, um, Chevrolet Grand Prix up in Canada, and it wasn't such a great day for the Whelan engineering team. They uh, led some, but when it came down to the end, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I, I didn't get to watch it, I fast-forwarded through a lot of it. I missed a lot, I know, but seems like there might have been some sort of penalty at some point. But the, uh, the, the you finished 7th. And uh, that's the bad news. It's the worst finish of the year. And the good news is well, let me finish. Uh, the winner of the race, by the way, was Tom Blonquist and uh, Colin Brown, and that was in the uh, Meyer Shank number 60, the Acura. Second was Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque in the other Acura. Third was Nick Giololi and uh, Tyler's buddy Connor Filippi finished third, so they got a podium for BMW. Fourth was uh, Mike Rockenfeller in, uh, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, fifth was, uh, it says JDC Miller Motorsports, uh, and I don't understand what these are. Oh, oh that was another Cadillac. Okay, I got you. It was another Cadillac, the other Cadillac. Fifth was um, Matthew Jaminet and Nick Tandy in the Penske Porsche. Sixth was... Uh, Matt Campbell and Felipe Nasser and the other Penske Porsche, and then the Pipo Durrani with uh, uh, his co driver, Sims, I think it was, finished seventh. But the good news is they did not, even with a finish like that, as, uh, as well, I hate to say bad, but as it was, they held on to the points lead. And Pipo Durrani and Alexander Sims, that's his name. They have a 10-point lead. Now, they had a big lead, but it got cut in two drastically. So the, they have a 10-point lead now over Nick Yololi and de DeFilippi in the BMW, a 29-point lead over Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor, and a 63-point lead over Nick Tandy and Matthew Jaminet. So they're still leading the points. They have uh, led ever since the second race when they... Uh, one at Sebring, and they will go next Sunday to Lakeville, Connecticut, to Lime Rock Park for the Northeast Grand Prix, and they are really getting down towards the end of their season. They've only got like two or th- three or four races left, and the, uh, um, so that will be at, uh, as I said, the Northeast Jeep Grand Prix next Sunday. Uh, that's July 22nd, and that will be the next Emser race, which, if I'm not mistaken, taken I thought I saw it somewhere here will be on NBC or USA and Peacock uh, looking on to uh, if you'll signal I'll cut your mic off when you cough um, the uh, IndyCar series they didn't run last week but they run tomorrow the IndyCar series has um, Alex Palou has won three races in a row and four of the last five he is red hot And they will race tomorrow in the Honda Indy at Toronto at 3 o'clock, and that's only on Peacock. So if you're going to watch that one, uh, with NASCAR looking uh, pretty seriously, according to Deb, like it might get rained out, they are going to run the uh, uh, only on Peacock, so you may have to shell out a few bucks if you don't subscribe to it. It's $5 a year. I mean, I really don't think that's... uh, Extravagant, but the points stand are yeah, the IndyCar point standings. Uh, Alex Palou, of course, with winning so often so far this year, is the points leader, and he has a 110 point lead over Scott Dixon, who is second. Indianapolis 500 mile race winner Joseph Newgarten is third. Fourth is Marcus Erickson, fifth Patricio O'Ward, sixth Scott McLaughlin, seventh Will Power, eighth. Alexander Rossi, ninth, Colton Herita, and tenth, Christian Lungard. Um they uh it's getting kind of a getting kind of Grand Prix issue with the way that they're running a they're running a away with it right now. And uh it's just uh, uh need a little more uh diversity up front as far as I'm concerned, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. We'll come back and cover Formula One and T V and uh I didn't mean to be rude to Ronnie just now, but, you know, because I get cough every week. I'm having a good week so far this week, but sometimes they just sneak up on you and you can't help but cough into the mic and it's not good. So we try not to do it. I do it all the time. But uh, anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back and do the last segment and finish this thing out. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
17: Spring is here, and so are the savings at Career Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $1.99 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only 299 dollars a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com.
15: Tracing roots to
16: 1832, JANI is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients' needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals. When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
6: The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well-known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday.
8: Find an old 35-millimeter film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35-millimeter and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35-millimeter color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion.
0: Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.
4: No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.
1: And welcome back to Start Your Engines. As we uh, have almost fourteen minutes, boys. So. Come up with some stories because I do like that intro. Start me up. Uh, well, that's that's always the last one. That's always the last one. So, anyway, yeah, I'm still high from Johnny Rutherford's interview. But let's do Formula One here. Uh, well, first of all, let me thank Lanny McKinney for all he does for us, maintaining the Budmore Engineering website, gets our podcast out there, which I listened to last week, and it was a pretty good show last week. Um, but Lanny gets it out there, and he, he maintains... Uh, our own website, which I've got to get on one of these days and, and try to maybe put some pictures on there or a story or do something with it. But Lanny's uh, Lanny's got our back, and we appreciate it. And just keep the flash drive, Lanny. I'll get it at the end of the year. Um, So, Lanny had a birthday two weeks ago, I think.
2: Yep, he, yeah. did. he did. Okay. He was born in 64.
1: 64. All right. All right, Formula He's One. He's getting old,
2: too. <laughs>
1: yeah. We all are. Uh, Formula One, they do not run this weekend. They uh, uh, they will run next weekend for the Grand Prix of Hungary. Uh, it is so exciting, Formula One. Max Verstappen has won eight of ten races this year and six in a row. I mean, that's about as much domination as you could imagine. With the only other guy that's won a Grand Prix being his teammate, Uh, Sergio Perez who has won two of them so Red Bull uh, is just running away with it now your buddy that was on with us last week Wayne Finley had an idea that he's uh, how he's going to get Mercedes back up front with uh, George Russell and Lewis Hamilton I don't know what he's going to do but he said he was going to call them and he had a plan
2: yeah he did and and we've got to thank Wayne a lot for uh, helping us with the show and and
1: actually uh,
2: being on the show I think one time uh but yeah, I would love to see Mercedes get back up there. Uh and I believe they will. I I I believe they will. I mean Wayne's a good prognosticator, can't thank him enough. And uh uh another well, one we need to need to really uh, thank whose sponsors think that it's Trent Lancaster. and uh, a fantastic uh, friend of the show.
1: Best dresser in Spartanburg. Oh man, he looks better going to bed than I <laughs> Do it oh, at, no. at a wedding.
2: He's polished. <laughs> he he he's professional. He, and he goes a lot of a lot of the races with the uh, with the Ron Delaney and, and the this, the great friends and friends of mine. And it's just a wonderful
1: day. Well, yeah, Trent Trent is a good guy, and I didn't know him till uh I met him through you, as I have so many people. Well, let's do Formula One here now. As I said, they are off this week. They were run on the, uh, July 23rd at Hungary, at uh, Magyarod, Hungary. That's a rough name to, to uh, pronounce, that the Hungaroring. You know, you put ring on the end of things over there, like the Nürburgring yeah. and the um, Hungaroring. The ring part means speedway. I found that out a long time ago.
2: Kind of like the in the draft.
1: Well, well, I don't know about that. It's but just ring means speedway. Ring. Nurburgring. Uh, uh, Barry. You're right. Nurburgring? A lot of, th- lot of things have ring on the end of it. So I could be wrong about that, but I think ring means speedway. Anyway, uh, Max Verstappen is the runaway uh, leader in Formula One. With has a 99 point lead on his teammate, Sergio Perez. Fernando Alonso is third. Fourth is Lewis Hamilton. Fifth, Carlos Sainz. 6th George, uh, George Russell, 7th Charles Leclerc, 8th Lance Stoll, ninth Esteban Ocon, and 10th is Lando Norris, who I think he had a uh, podium in the last race, and, of course, he races for McLaren. And like uh, Johnny Rutherford was telling us earlier, that's a factory. I mean, all of these cars are, are uh, in Formula 1. It's pretty much a factory, but uh, McLaren... Um, is uh, still those colors, the McLaren orange. You can always spot a McLaren just like you can spot a Ferrari, um, a factory Ferrari. Looking on down the line, twelfth in points is Nico Hulkenberg, who runs the Haas uh, independent Ferraris out of Charlotte. Uh, Kevin Magnussen is eighteenth in the other one, and Logan Sargent, who drives for Williams and lives in uh, or is from. Boca Raton, Florida, the only American we've got out there. He's had some decent runs lately. By that I mean he's been knocking on the top ten, but hasn't quite made it there yet. So uh Formula One off until next week. T V. Let's see what we got going on this uh this weekend. Today, the uh at twelve o'clock, as soon as we go off the air, will be NASCAR Cup practice and qualifying from Loudoun. And that will be on USA from noon till 2. 3 o'clock, 2.30 pre-race will be the Xfinity Series from uh, Loudoun on USA. So we got time to go to Applebee's and maybe do a couple of other quick stops before uh, 3 o'clock. We'll be home in plenty of time for uh, the Xfinity Series race. Good luck to Jeremy. Boy, we'll, we need to win uh, one. We,
2: we'll do it. Also, I just want to give a shout-out to your brother, Smoke. what he and, do? And my, and my brother, well. He helps us a lot, and and my, my two brothers, Daryl and Brent, uh, they they help us a lot too. I just thought I'd throw that in. Uh,
1: you just wanted to say their names. I don't really know what they help us with. Well, they, they, they help they help me a lot. Moral, <laughs> <why>. moral support, <laughs> Moral right. support. Yeah. So Greg wanted to mention our brothers. Thanks for doing. You got a brother you want to mention over there? Okay, no brother for Ronnie. Um, two fifty to four twenty. On Peacock today is IndyCar qualifying from Toronto. That's only on Peacock, and then at eight o'clock to ten o'clock tonight on FS2 is ARCA from Iowa at the Calypso 150. So they'll be under the lights out in Iowa in the midst of the corn fields. And um, if you get desperate for a race this evening, there you go. You can watch. Uh, uh, ARCA's come a long way, hadn't he? Who's that? ARCA. Well, yeah. I mean, it really, has. Oh, uh, since NASCAR bought it a couple of years ago. That's right. Okay, well they've got a television contract. Everything's on T V. Tomorrow, uh hopefully we will have stock car racing, but before that, to what your appetite, from one thirty to four only on Peacock, which surprises me, will be the uh Indy Car Race from Toronto. No NBC, no USA. I don't understand it, but that's the deal. And then from two thirty to six is scheduled on USA, the uh the NASCAR cup race. And, uh, so, hopefully, they'll get it in. We'll, we'll know tomorrow. And that's all I got. Thanks for listening. No, we still Uh, got, we still got six minutes and thirty seconds. No, you're uh, talking
2: about Toronto. Uh, this was several years back.
1: Now, don't tell that story about walking underneath the bridge and looking up.
2: No, 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 that's St. Javid. Oh, that's on the French side. But anyway, (laughs) uh, Daryl and his wife, Carol, you know, Daryl, great motor builder in NASCAR for years and years we know but your brother went, yeah my brother but they went on a uh, excursion with Satoma and uh, which Carol the chairman worldwide of and they actually saw a race at Toronto
1: okay
2: and it now said it's pretty wicked with all the all the indie cars I think run around
1: there so well, they're gonna be there uh, they're gonna be there tomorrow um, Greg you've been talking all that's two, three days about watching Grand Prix again, which is a great racing movie, and uh, it really is good. You know, mostly when you hear people talk about racing movies, they, uh, they can't get past the ha-ha comedy stuff like Talladega Nights, which I've never seen oh, and never man. will. Don't ever watch Well, I'm not going to. But anyway, uh, Grand Prix is a good one, and it was a major motion picture made in 1966. Was- John Frankenheimer directed it with uh James garner won three academy awards i know it uh, for sound and uh
2: Lyon, not Jeff, what
1: uh, no edit editing it was technical it wasn't like uh any acting but uh that was a good movie and you watched it on the computer yesterday and you've been' oh, you've thinking, been talking about it since it like it just came out i know
2: it i know it i, I mean I, they're going through <laughs> uh Sardi, the the French driver is, is going through the Monza that real steep turn which was more than treacherous, we know that. And a collector shakes off one of the backup cars.
1: Back back mark yeah, one of the at, back cars. One of the back markers
2: and he he goes to dodge it and goes through the rail and it, it's 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 pretty dramatic. But
1: it's know. a it's a really good movie with James Garner and uh Brian Bedford plays the guy that looks Jack just like Jackie Stewart. He's, oh yeah. Even got the plaid around his helmet. And uh, uh, It correlates so good there. They got it. Antonio Sabato plays the uh, Italian, the young Italian. Yep. Uh, I can't, what's the name of the guy that plays Sarti? I can't think of his name. Uh, but He, uh, 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 he, he acted a lot. Eva Marie it. Saints, his girlfriend. It, it's, he, a, it's a really good movie. I, I watched it not long ago myself.
2: They mentioned a name that we're going to have next week Firestone.
1: Okay. Who we
2: got next week, Greg? We have. uh The Nick Firestone, who is the great grandson of Harvey Firestone himself, and he will be at Mid Ohio promoting a Trans Am race. Uh, He still follows the brand of Firestone. It's legendary and will be, once again, a thrill to have uh, a a fire. I mean, just somebody that loves racing
1: just like we do. Well, I think the last time we had him on. I don't remember if it was last year or not, but you weren't here. You lined it up, but you didn't make it, and it seems like he was down in Mexico or something at an off-road race, but he was a great guest. I mean, very personable. He knows what's going on right now, and, um, of course, uh, Firestone is still, with its Firehawk tires, the the rubber of choice for um, Indy, IndyCar series, whereas... Of course, a good Year is uh, for NASCAR, and um, I don't know who is Formula One. Is that uh, you got Pirelli. Bridgestone or Pirelli or something? I don't. And I watch; it's so boring, I don't watch it much anymore. But um, Pirelli, uh, Dunlop. How, uh, let me let me ask you this: back in, uh, and I guess you could go back to the year your father got run over on the pit road at Charlotte. What was that? Eighty-eight. When yeah, uh, eighty-eight. But that was a year also that they had so many crashes with the tire wars. And well, uh, did you like it better when you were a crew chief or a team manager when you had Hoosiers and Goodyear and Firestone? And, you know, there wasn't one particular tire brand. W- but that was dangerous, wasn't it? Because the tires would, the, the different manufacturers to stay ahead of each other would do some pretty risky things with the compounds.
2: Well, yeah, what, what would happen with the two the two tire companies, which I think is really a good idea. It's just when and where you use it. And I think they, they've got it down pat how to do that. But that situation there was, <coughs> excuse me, one tire was, was, was real fast but was too soft. Hoosier, the Hoosier. And the Goodyear's, once you run several laps, it come on strong. And we sit there and jockeyed back and forth and, uh, uh, Earnhardt did, and, and people kept up, we we wound we wound up starting on the Goodyears, and I think at some point in the race we put on Hoosiers, but then we got out of sync, and that was what really the key was. Now, the bad thing was is uh, a, a car had come in uh, two pits up from us, and ordered the pit lane up, and Brett actually there wasn't a pit road speed. Brett Bodine, Brett Bodine, and it slid through the all. And he really didn't overshoot our pit that much. But Daddy didn't quite get out of the way. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a scary moment.
1: Well, but. there was a lot of wrecks that day, too. Harry Gann, I think, broke his leg. He was in the hospital with your father. And, uh, they just kept yeah, rolling them Rick in. Rick Wilson got hurt. Bonnet got hurt. Yeah, I um, mean, there was a lot of... And Daddy
2: was one of the latter ones. And they said, damn, Bud's in here
16: now. <laughs>
1: this, this is getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in here? Yeah, I did. So, uh, well, anyway, yeah, that was 1988 at Charlotte. And... Um, but yeah, tires. Uh, you know, I mean, think about it. You got a race car with all that power and a driver and everything, and you got a road, and something's got to be in between, and that's the tire. And you just don't get much more important than the tire. But I tell you what, uh, we're, we're rubber meets the road. That's exactly right. But we're going to be back next week, and hopefully have another outstanding show. It's going to have to go a long way to beat this one. But uh, thanks, Johnny Rutherford deb williams our hall of famers as uh, part of our show this uh week the rest of you natalie get our table ready the rest of you keep it between the fences
0: you've been listening to start your engines tune in each saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto
12: racing.